Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. With the Bruins having been off over the weekend and no game scheduled until Wednesday, I thought we'd take some time today to look elsewhere around the hockey world. And I was so grateful to be able to be joined on the podcast today by Mallory Soliotis of the Boston Pride. We had a really cool chat, and I am excited to share that with you here in a few moments. Before we get to that, I'll remind you the podcast available wherever you get podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOBostonBruins and on Instagram at LockedOnBruins. And you can also find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. What else should I say by way of introduction? Of course, our Bruins were off this weekend as a result of COVID-19 having affected the Buffalo Sabres. The Bruins did gather for practice here on Monday morning, and there were a couple familiar faces back in the mix. Jake DeBrusque and Matt Grizzlick back at practice in full uniform, and it looks like they are right on track to return to action on Wednesday against the New York Rangers. Jackson Nika was skating as well. However, he was wearing a red no-contact jersey. The practice lines were Marshan, Bergie, Pasternak, Richie, Krejci, Smith, that trio being held together, while Jake DeBrusque is paired with Charlie Coyle and Anders Bjork. And then on the fourth line, we had Frederick, Corrali, and Wagner. Grizzlick back on the second pair with Brandon Carlo, with Lozon, McAvoy, Zborl, Miller, uh, resuming their spots on the first and third defensive pairings, respectively. Connor Clifton being taken out of the top six with Grizzlick coming back into the mix. There was uh, kind of a scary moment at practice where it seemed as though Charlie McAvoy was injured, helped off the ice. It turns out he had a tooth chipped in an exchange uh, with Trent Frederick, and he was off to the dentist this afternoon to have that looked at. Second Bruin this season to have experienced this in practice. If you recall, Zach Seneshin lost a few chiclets back in training camp on the day that he was placed on waivers and uh, really unfortunate events. I had hoped to ask Bruce Cassidy about our boy Seneshin, who had a pretty strong game in the AHL season debut. I would have liked to have seen him get a call up and get a look on that third line, but alas, it looks like Bjork will hold that spot on his off wing. All credit to him. He has played well lately, but hopefully our boy Zach can get a look here at some point in the near future. Again, the Bruins scheduled to be back in action on Wednesday against the New York Rangers. And of course, on uh, tomorrow's podcast and Wednesday's podcast, we will get you prepared for that meeting between 
those two original six clubs. Uh, for now, let's jump to my chat again with Boston Pride's Mallory Soliotis, a really cool chat that we had earlier today, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. All right, I am pleased to be joined on the podcast today by Mallory Soliotis, a defenseman for the Boston Pride. And uh, yeah, it's uh, great to chat. Thanks for taking some time. And how are you doing today, Mallory? Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. It's It's been a whirlwind of a few weeks, but you know, we're hanging in here. It's, it's a Monday, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, uh, I have three sons and they just went back today to school after being on virtual learning since the the christmas break so we're we're pretty happy to have a quieter house around here for sure yes (laughs) it was uh, it was pretty insane for sure well yeah uh first i usually like to ask people who come on the podcast kind of how they got into hockey their hockey origin story uh so yeah if you could talk about how you got into hockey, why you got into it, how you started playing defense. Uh, how did that all come about? Yeah. So it was, it's a really interesting story. I think, uh, my dad grew up playing hockey. He was, um, one of three boys and he played, um, up until like halfway through high school. And, and he always played, you know, beer league when he, after, um, after college, he never played competitively in college or high school really. Um, and then my older brother, he's three years older than me, started playing hockey and, and doing all the sports, you know, when you're, when you're four or five years old and you're doing, you know, hockey, baseball, yeah. soccer, like a- everything, <laughs> anything you can think of seeing, you know, honestly, looking back now, my parents are like, thank God they're not like bothering me and killing each other. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, my brother uh, started learning to skate and obviously as the younger sibling, I got dragged along to all of, all of the games, all the, you know, learn to skate things. And, um, and I knew I, I, being the younger competitive sister, I was like, I want to do that. I want to, I want to, I want to skate. And so my mother actually brought me over to the figure skating rink that was connected to the hockey rink where my brother was playing. Yep. And a figure skating team was practicing and we kind of just plopped down. I'm like three years old, maybe. And my mom who never played hockey growing up, never knew what hockey really was. Well, she knew what it was, but she didn't had never really done it or anything. So we're sitting there and the coach of this figure skating team basically told us to leave because it was a closed practice. And I am this three-year-old going to like steal secrets or something from this team getting kicked out of the figure skating rink. And my mom goes, well, when my bro- my daughter decides to start learn to skate, you'll find her on the rink over there with a stick in her hand, trying to kill some boys out there. <laughs> so um, honestly fell in love right off the bat. I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of how few girls really played hockey when I was younger, but looking back, there were so few. Um, but I just thought I was, you know, one of the boys I played on a, primarily boys team it was co-ed it was my town team um and there were a few of us girls and we stuck together and it was you know it was crazy I think looking back now and you see all these girls hockey programs for town for Mm. you know club it's it's amazing to see just the sheer number of girls hockey players now 
you know, playing on all girls teams and, and just playing in general. It's really nice to see how much it's grown since my day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, yeah. Sorry. I keep going. Yep. No, I think, I think I'm kind of, we're pretty much there. I mean, I grew up playing with a lot of boys and, and just kind of took off from there. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. My parents could not get me off the ice. Sometimes I just, I just loved it so much. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On Today is a great new podcast we have here on the Locked On Network. You can get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski hosts this new daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Was it like in uh, kind of high school that you got more more serious about it, or thought you could you could uh, yeah take it take it through college or that kind of stuff as well? Yeah. Um, so when I was ten, I started playing for uh, an all girls club team called mm-hmm. Abbott, and in addition to playing with my town mostly you know boys team. And playing for those teams and playing on my girls team, we basically had all the, all the best girls hockey players in New England on this one girls team. Oh, wow. Um, so we we're really good. And we played in an all boys league and we just would tear them apart. <laughs> it was so funny. Just, you know, kicking the crap out of an all <laughs> team when you're like 12. Right. And they're like, oh my God, it's a bunch of girls. And you go out and you, you know, you wipe the floor with them. Eight <laughs> zero. Um, so I just loved playing. And then uh, when I was in middle school, I started applying to private schools because I knew um, and my parents knew that um, for my dream of playing college hockey at the time, Mm. the best path was to go to private school in New England, which I'm from outside Boston. So there were obviously a lot of good choices around me. Right. And to go to prep school and, um, you know, to go to a good school too. They didn't want, they didn't want to pay for a private school for me to, you know, to not get a good education. So it was a really big balance of not only going to a good hockey program that would set me up for an opportunity to play in college, but to also encourage me and force me to, um, you know, continue with my academic endeavors as well. So I went to Noble and Greeno School in Dedham, Massachusetts, which um, has turned out to be one of the top private schools um, for, you know, churning out female hockey players. Mm-hmm. Got Michelle Picard, who played in the Olympics. You, the number, sheer number of people, of girls just coming out of this program. You look on any New England college hockey team and there's bound to be at least one or two. You look at both the division one and division three level and there's um, people coming through nobles. 
And so from there, I really, I think when I was 12, I really started to play more, more defense. Mm. I think, uh, when I was growing up, my coaches knew that I was just a smart hockey player and I had a lot of hockey smarts, which you can't really teach mm-hmm. or coach, uh, growing up. So they liked having me on defense cause they knew I could, I saw the ice really well and I understood the game. And I was able to make, you know, really smart decisions in order for our team to be successful. I did play a little bit of forward still in high school, just because we had so many um, great defensemen on my team. So I played a little bit of forward my freshman year of high school, Um, but mostly played defense uh, on my club teams um, and really made that commitment to defense in high school. Um, which, uh, you know, opened up the door for me to uh, attend Yale University, um, which, as you know, is an incredible academic. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pretty good, if you've heard of it. (laughs) Um, So that, that, I mean, at that point, it was, I was going to play college hockey at one of the best universities in the entire world, um, where you you, you're going to get an academic experience that's nearly unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really grateful that I was able to, you know, earn that opportunity um, to go there and then to take advantage of um, the academia there, which has really catapulted me into uh, my career, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty awesome. I can't believe um, that you know, I graduated from high school literally seven years ago and, and here I am. It's, it seems like it's been an eternity, um, but I can't believe how far I've grown, not just in hockey or in school and in my career, but as a person too. Yeah. That's amazing. When, when you were growing up, did you watch a lot of hockey too, or, or uh, were there any players that you kind of admired while, while you were watching, watching the game apart from playing it? Oh, I was a diehard Bruins fan. Oh, nice. Yeah. I loved the Bruins. Um, <laughs> I mean, what else were my parents going to put on TV, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, no one wants to watch baseball. It's just too slow. Um, so I loved the Bruins. Um, obviously, growing up, we weren't very good back in, you know, 1996. Yeah. Those were dark So years. it was a tough few years. Yeah. I loved, I loved goalies for some reason. Oh, yeah but I think I was just fascinated by all of their equipment um, and how cool it was. So, <laughs> you know, Andrew Raycroft, like his, some of his setups were iconic. So. Yeah. Those were nice. Um, I also liked Martin Brodeur, like totally out of left field, but um, I think I had like a little action figure or something lying around. Um, don't ask me why or whatever, but <laughs> I was just fascinated by this like goalie position. Um, I did play for a little bit, but I decided I didn't like people shooting pucks at my head. So that quickly ended. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and my parents were like, my dad, oh, my dad played goal- goalie growing up and he was like, you're not playing goalie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. scary. Even if you're like sick, I don't care. You're not yeah. playing. I'm not paying for that equipment. Yeah. So yeah. parents just don't let your kid get in that and they can never fall in love with goalie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's true. <laughs> In our kids' uh, hockey league, they kind of rotate week by week. And when my kid raises his hand, I kind of, because uh, it's like, oh, so God. much equipment oh. to carry around and yeah. put it on. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember the first time I think I played goalie back when, you know, everyone took a turn playing goalie because no parent was going to spend like <laughs> thousands of dollars for yeah, exactly. an eight-year-old to play goalie for one year and then to grow out of it. That just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I remember my biggest fear was that um, when I was playing goalie, like what 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 would happen in the game if I really had to pee during the game? <laughs> like never was concerned about this ever before. <laughs> because I was the goalie, it was a real genuine concern. Like what would happen? Yeah. Thankfully we, we, we escaped that um, nightmare, but that, that's that when was... you see uh, goalies going off for uh, quote uh, equipment issues to skate oh, off yeah. guys for a few minutes and then come back in the game. Yeah. I, I can only imagine <laughs> that now, they, um, they were living my worst nightmare. It's yeah, fine. for sure. Uh, the number 47, is that, in any way related to uh, our dearly departed Tori Krug, or is that just uh, your favorite number? How did that come about? Sorta. Uh, I was number 14 uh, at Nobles and number 14 at uh, Yale. Okay. And when I joined the Boston Pride, uh, I kind of knew I wasn't going to win the battle of the number 14 jersey with our captain, Jillian Dempsey. Right. So I knew pretty much then and there, I was gonna have to pick something new. Um, but I kind of wanted like a kind of fun number. I think growing up, we were always kind of, um, you know, forced to pick a number basically one to 20. Uh, so I kind of wanted to pick something fun. Um, and I really loved watching Tory Krug. I think I model my game a lot after him, you oh, know, cool. defenseman, um, you know, making good defensive plays, but also, um, not afraid to join the offense and create offensive opportunities. So mm. that was kind of fun. And also, if you've ever heard of Bobby Orr and Ray Bork, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. The numbers are, are four and 77. So combining those was kind of um, a nice little thing for me. Uh, very cool. So I think it was just like a fun number, a little change up, and, um, you know, a mixture of, I guess, Tori Krug, Bobby Orr, and Ray Bork. Um, yeah, those are uh, I, yeah three great ones that we've. Well, I, I didn't get to see Bobby Orr obviously, but Ray Bork, I was able to catch catch the end of his time with the Bruins, and yeah, still still very sad that 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 group never never won a cup for sure. Exactly. Now your uh, head coach Paul Mara, he was drafted. I believe he was drafted like seventh overall in the NHL. Played. 700 something career games. Uh, what has he taught you about, about playing, uh, playing the position or, or what kind of uh, stuff has he, he imparted on, on the defense group as, as a whole for, for the pride? Yeah. Coach Paul's been incredible. Um, this is my third season with him. Um, and having him as a resource and another set of eyes with, so much experience, although at, you know, the male NHL level, it's a totally different game, but, um, he has been nothing but, you know, super supportive and encouraging. He's great at giving some, some good criticism to, um, the defense as a, as a whole and our style of play, but also to, um, individual players. I think coming in, he knew he wasn't going to be able to, you know, change someone's entire style of play. So instead of um, doing that, we just adopted, you know, embracing everyone's style of play and playing very fluid. He never, 
he likes to encourage our creativity as a team. So especially, you know, giving us the reins to be creative, nothing was ever um, set plays or anything. So he really did a great job of allowing us and, and not forcing us to, to change our game um, to fit some sort of, um, you know, like a square peg in a round hole, it just wasn't gonna work. So I think he's been awesome. I think for me, um, he's been really great at encouraging us to shoot the puck more. Um, I think in college, I didn't shoot very much from the point in the offensive zone. So he loves having the D shoot. Like it doesn't have to go in. It doesn't have to, um, you know, go top corner from the blue line. That would be great if it did, but just putting pucks to the net. And as a team, he loves encouraging us to just put the puck towards the net. It doesn't have to go in. It might be, it might, might even give us an offensive face off who knows. Um, you know, rebounds, tips, screens, whatever. Um, I think um, we've really incorporated that into the Boston Pride style of play of just absolutely peppering the other team's goalie with pucks because if you don't shoot the puck, you're, you're not going to score. So um, I think as a team, and I think you'd see from last season and, and this season, I'll bet um, fewer games, um, we love putting the puck towards the net mm. um, and we love outshooting teams because – Ultimately, if you're you're out shooting and you're out chancing the other team, you're gonna have a pretty, pretty decent chance of winning a game. For sure, yeah. Built Bar is quite simply the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors. Six are new, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Some have nuts, others don't. Each is uh, 100% gluten-free and also covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. But it's not just a delicious treat. It's also great for the health-conscious person. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. Now, Speaking of kind of those games this season obviously last season was cut short uh in disappointing fashion this season started up again in lake placid it seemed like the team kind of got off to a a bit of a slower start but seemed to be finding your game uh as things went on uh and i think yeah the last game against buffalo was probably one of the better ones was it um just a a matter of yeah, getting used to the the new surroundings for for the slower start, or or what was the what was the uh, the vibe in the room as as kind of you know the loss to Toronto and, and things like that were were coming right out of the gate. Yeah, I think um, obviously it was for the entire team. It was everyone's you know first games in ten months. Right. Yeah. Um. So. That was, you know, I don't want to say it was an excuse, but I think a lot of us, you know, 
it's tough to really be in game shape and play a game. Like we spent four months, you know, playing our, playing ourselves essentially. So um, I think there's a little bit of nerves involved, especially for our rookies. That's their first game um, at the professional level. So mm. uh, I think everyone was kind of uh, gripping their stick a little too tight. I think, I don't think we played poorly. I think. Um, and as a team, we were, we were just kind of frustrated because we felt like we were playing well and we just, we weren't finishing on, on pucks and chances. And Mm -hmm. um, that really stunk. I mean, we lost three games, what, two to one, I mean, or two games. Yeah. Two games, two to one. And, and to have, I think the whale um, we were up one zero and they, and they came back and beat us. I think um, I'm not sure what it was. I think um, as coach would say, we got our bus legs out finally going Mm -hmm. in with Buffalo um might have taken a little while I'm not sure um I think as as the veteran core group out in Lake Placid I think we we kind of looked at each other like this you know this is not like us we don't we don't lose I mean it just I think it stunk because we couldn't pinpoint you know one thing that we were doing poorly right it was just we just couldn't finish on on pucks and that just stinks and you need a little puck luck every once in a while Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Bruins had a little bit of trouble with that at the beginning of the season. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know what happened, but I think we, we, once we had our backs against the walls, you know, do or die, you know, we go into game two against Buffalo and, you know, for us, it was just like, we have to win today. Like who cares about the next day, the next game, who cares? Like we have to win today. So as a team, we just, you know, got super supportive, positive, lots of energy on the bench. And it just carried over right into the game. Um, even game one, like another game, we lose two to one. Um, you know, we didn't play bad and it's, mm. it's frustrating because you just can't, we just couldn't score. And I, you know, coming from last year into this year where scoring really wasn't a problem. It was crazy. Um, to kind of see it all unfold uh, and, you know, to finally get it all together in game two, to get, to get the rookies contributing um, consistently, whether it's, you know, on the PK or um, just making plays and and getting, getting their name on the score sheet. It was huge. I think um, we finally got, you know, closer to a full 60 minute game from our team. Once we got to, you know, game two and game three against, Mm -hmm. um, which was awesome to see because, you know, we didn't spend four months of preseason to, you know, go out there and not even make semifinals. I think yeah. um, a lot of people had really high expectations for our group. And I think we also did too. Um, I don't think we, any of us um, thought we would be in a game, a three game series against Buffalo to just get a bid into semifinal. Mm-hmm. I think um, that was just, you know, uh, surprising for us. And I think we really recognize that we, no matter what we had to go out there and, and we had to just, just play as a team and just play free and be creative and have fun with it. Cause that's what hockey is. Hockey's supposed to be fun. So um, it was great to finally get that going. And I think we were on the rise going to the semifinals. Um, so it was really unfortunate how that kind of cut short. Yeah, for sure. I know Myself, a lot of people are looking forward to seeing those games on the, you know, nationally televised. And yeah, it's, it's, it's super unfortunate how, how things went down. And I can only imagine it was disappointing for the team not to 
to get a shot at, at playing for the cup for the, for the second year in a row, for sure. It's uh, definitely, definitely unfortunate situation. Um, and hopefully things can come together for, uh, for the next season and uh, hockey can, can be done a bit more safely in uh, later this year, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we, sure. get, we get it together for, for next season. It's a little yeah. bit more normal. Um, I think it was hard um, mentally and emotionally with everything going on outside of hockey. Um, pandemic wise, people have their full-time jobs, trying to balance all of that. So hopefully um, going into next year, there's a lot of, there's a lot less stress and um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, taking two weeks away from work, away from home is not easy on anybody. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I was going to ask too, you mentioned the Bruins earlier. Have you been able to, to watch them much this season? And kind of what are your impressions of, of uh, the NHL team so far through 10, 10, 11 games? Yeah, I've watched a bunch of their games, obviously when we didn't have a game or a practice um, or if we were traveling or something, but I, I mean, I watched, oh, their, their comeback win and <laughs> like twice. Was that like three different games? I don't know. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was three, twice they erased three goal deficits and then they, another yeah. one was like three, one or something. Yeah. Those were yeah. Wild. Yeah. They were, they, I forget who they were playing. It was either the, it must've been the Flyers, one of the games, I think, um, or Charlie McAvoy scored the, the tying goal with like, oh, right. Yeah. Goalie pulled and, and then to come out in, in overtime and, and just win. Um, I think, I think for them, I think they obviously had a little bit of a slow start, but I think um, now that they got everyone kind of rolling on the, on in game shape, cause there's really no way to get in game shape without playing games. So I right. everyone's buzzing. I think um, obviously it's a totally different year. You don't really have the, you don't have the fans. So you don't really have that home ice advantage that um you used to and then you're playing the same team so many times usually on back-to-back nights or or back-to-back games whatever that may be um and travels a little bit different and obviously it's a season um unlike any other right as you look at the nfl they went through that um same thing um i think they're finally you know they're finally got their bus legs out i think Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to see Rask um, playing really well so far. Um, it's great to see Pasta back in the lineup. Oh, yeah. I know sure. he, he recovered absurdly quickly. I'm not sure if people are aware of the surgery he had, um, but that's an absurd recovery. And then to come back and just light up the entire hotel, like, on fire. Like, yeah. come on. That's absurd. Um, it, so it's great to have him back in the lineup um, with Bergie and Marshy. Yeah, for sure. That line is just ridiculous. Yeah. And you know, one of them is just <laughs> not, um, not fair. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll continue to stay healthy and, and, you know, fingers crossed, they haven't had any COVID problems yet. Mm. Um, so hopefully that'll keep keep going i know in massachusetts at least um they're pretty strict with all the rules so um i think we got we got a good chance of staying healthy yeah for sure here and most the most of the teams that they're playing are obviously uh, in new england area a little bit you know they got the caps down in dc but most of the states have pretty strict covid protocols so hopefully um the division 
escapes largely unscathed with the exception of the Buffalo Sabres. Ruining yeah. And the devils are pretty, pretty. Uh, oh, the devils suffering too. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, everyone, I mean, it's going to happen. I think that's the thing is, is it's going to happen probably to every team, maybe more than one time. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's hard as a player to, to like prepare because you never know something might change. Um, yeah. So it stinks having that this whole weekend kind of off for them. Um, I was really looking forward to watching a little bit more and um, I know uh, they'll be, they, I think they got a good shot at the cup, but um, I think they'll make, they'll make a good run, but I, my money's on Colorado. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, I actually picked them to win uh to win earlier this season as well. So I don't think you're too off base there at all. Although I think they're having some COVID issues right now too, but yeah, I think they, cause they played some other team yeah. and you got that issue. Yeah. And as we know, um, it can be spread um, in games. So yeah, for sure. That's tough. Yeah. Well, I just had a couple more questions before I let you go. The first was um, I had noticed you had pledged to donate money from jersey sales and jersey sales to an epilepsy foundation i was just curious why that was important to you and how people might be able to help now that the season's over yeah so i'm really glad you asked because uh, a lot of people don't know um no one in my family is affected by epilepsy but i was invited to an event a couple summers ago now it's i mean time Time flew by weird with the pandemic. Um, so I think it was a couple summers back, I was invited to an event called Slap Out Epilepsy, okay. which was held at the Phillips Andover Hockey Rink. And it was a clinic just for, for kids to come, but the registration fee was basically a donation to the Epilepsy Foundation. So I was invited. There were a bunch of other NHL players, you know, um, Chris Kreider's younger cousin um, that is suffers from epilepsy and she's probably, Oh, she's probably like 14 loves hockey. So this was their way of raising money for the epilepsy foundation. Um, So he's involved and a bunch of other local um, NHL players were there. Jimmy Vesey was there. Um, Charlie McAvoy. Um, couple other guys. Um, um, and then you have a couple of women's hockey players from the area. Um, they had, uh, Kayla Barnes and Callie Flanagan who were from the, um, gold medal Olympic team. So just like this, people like that coming, donating, we had a bunch of auction items, um, where all the money was just getting pooled for the epilepsy foundation and to throw more events like this to raise more money in the future. So I got involved very out of the blue. Um, the mom reached out to our uh, staff and they contacted me and said, do you want to go? And um, as someone who really enjoys volunteering and, you know, contributing to the community in any way I can, even if it's as simple as, you know, donating a stick or, um, you know, helping out at a clinic, whatever that may be. Um, so I jumped at the chance and um, I got to know that the family and Julia a lot better. And, um, since then I've, you know, stayed in contact and last year, um, I actually was the first year I decided to, uh, donate and match any proceeds made off of my t-shirt and Jersey. So 
a big thing with the NWHL is any, so if someone buys my t-shirt or jersey, uh, 15% of the proceeds go back to the player who owns that jersey. Oh, cool. So um, yeah, players make money off of their jersey and jersey, which is pretty awesome, mm. which I don't think the NHL does. So we got, we got that one going for us. So I decided that, you know, instead of taking that money, you know, for myself, which is great, um, I wanted to, you know, give back and, and make someone else's life a little better, maybe brighten someone's day, whatever that may be. Um, so I did that last year and this year I did it again. And I haven't announced this on Twitter yet. I'm still waiting for um, some things to come in, but I ordered some hats through uh, chuck buckets, which I'm sure you've seen a bunch yeah, of yeah. players wear them. So I ordered a bunch with my number and with um, Tito's mom uh, written on the back, which uh, yeah. if you've never listened to the NWHL um, Twitch stream, you wouldn't know, but that's my cat, Tito. Uh, yeah. um, and because my last name is so difficult, as you learned. Um, <laughs> so people just call me Tito's mom on the, <laughs> on the stream, whatever. It's great. So I had a bunch of hats made and what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, sell those at a little bit of a markup because, you know, I had to pick yeah. up them made, but I'll have all the profits I'll then take and also donate um, to the Epilepsy Foundation. Uh, I have a little campaign link going, so um, that's been doing really well so far and I'll continue to build off of that. So I'm really excited to continue to contribute and use my platform to do something, um, to do something good, um, for someone who's just had an unlucky turn of events. Um, I mean, it really sucks. There's no rhyme or reason why people suffer from epilepsy. There's no cure-all. Um, there's not much you can really do. And it's awful for, um, her family to see her, you know, suffer from her different episodes. Um, and it really hinders her ability to play hockey. Um, so that really sucks. Yeah. So if I can do something that, you know, puts a smile on her face or, um, you know, send her a picture or a card or flowers or chocolate, whatever, um, you know, I'll send it her, send it her way. But um, if I can donate to the Epilepsy Foundation in her name, that would um, make it make make me feel a little bit better about, um, giving back to the community. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's really cool to see. Um, yeah. Can't say anything else about that. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> um, one other fun question I like to ask just to end, I know you're busy with school and hockey and work, but are there any, um, good shows that you are watching that you'd recommend or any oh, yeah, man. pop culture <laughs> recommendations that you could toss out there? Um, uh, yeah, I have a lot. Um, um, I watched Bridgerton, so that would be for my more, uh, female, the female watchers. Um, yeah, I skipped um, that one, but yeah, I've heard good things. Um, another one, Emily in Paris, also for the, for the girls out there. Um, but one I watched with my family towards the beginning of the pandemic was called Money Heist. Mm. Um, there's, I think three seasons, uh, roughly give or take, um, how they spliced it up, but it's, I believe it's the actors are all speaking in Spanish, but they have, they have dubbed over it in English. Mm. So you will hear English, but like the words won't match up with what's coming out of the actor's mouths, but it's 
dubbed so well that you just kind of get used to it. Oh, cool. It's an awesome show. Yeah, Big, I've heard. I've heard it's pretty 10 good. people go in and rob a bank, like, and, and they escape. Like, they, they go into the, like, Bank of Spain and they print millions and millions of dollars. And then they just, you know, they just escape on their own because why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that one's a really, really like cool one for, for all populations. You know, my sister who's um, 18 loved that one. My parents um, really liked that one. So it was really interesting. Um, it has a lot of like flashbacks and stuff. So you get to see how they play it all. And it's definitely a, a, a really good recommendation for, for anyone who's looking for something new. Speaking of flashbacks, I have been doing a, a rewatch of Lost uh, recently, and I forgot how good that show was. It's it's probably in my top three shows all time. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I really rewatched The Office. Oh yeah. Um, and then I also I did that because I knew it was getting uh you know kicked off Netflix, which right. Sad. Um, and then back in October, I started the Marvel series from the beginning. Oh, very nice. So that's another. You know, now that all the movies are out and now you can watch them in order. And right. What heck is going on sometimes. Have um, you been watching uh, WandaVision as well or I haven't started? I yet? haven't started it yet. I, I I don't know if I want to. It's I good. I, it it I, was I a bit like... weird at first, but it, it comes together and it's, it's. Okay. So it's weird, but I should stick with it. Definitely. You got to get to like at least the third episode and then it's, it's uh yeah, starts to. To come together okay. pretty cool yeah definitely All right, so slow start but stick with it Got yeah it. for sure because I, I i need something new yeah um, yeah i'd recommend although yeah there's only five well the sixth episode will come out on friday so it's kind of like a weekly oh it's one binge of those ones uh, yeah like the mandalorian. Like mandalorian yeah exactly oh cool well that that'll be on tonight then Cool, cool. Yeah, do check it out. Well, Mallory, uh, I can't thank you enough for taking some time to chat. This was this was great, and um, yeah, thanks so much for uh, for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you on uh, Twitter to to keep track of all the stuff that you got going on? Yeah, um, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate mm-hmm, it. No problem. So thank you, and I'm on Twitter at your pal Mal nine, I think, um, or you know whatever, and stay tuned for. <laughs> for um updates on uh my hats going up for sale I have yeah definitely process um so we'll get that out there and i'll set something up where people can uh reach out and get an order in if they're interested or if they want to donate to uh my campaign for that Bob's foundation it's also more than um welcome to awesome well yeah thank you so much again and hopefully we can connect again sometime down the road thank you so much have a good one yeah you as well take care